Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey there, and welcome to Sassy Speaks, the podcast for everything Hong Kong. We've been in the city for 10 years, and now we've decided to take the leap into the brave new world of podcasting. I'm your host, Sarmai, and here are three things you should know about me. I'm part of Team Sassy. Pop culture is my jam, and I love talking to anyone and everyone. Every week, I'll be sitting down with two awesome guests. We'll be having candid conversations about everything Hong Kong. From all the dating tips to managing your personal finances, we're not holding anything back. Here we go. You guys, we need to band together to save the world from a plastic-filled doom. This is not news. We see call to arms on this topic all the time. But where do you even start? Today, we've brought in Sonali and Tamsin, two powerhouses in the eco and sustainability scene in Hong Kong, to talk about the small things you can do today to lessen your impact on the planet. All it takes is one step, and we've got a whole host of one steps that can get you started. Hey ladies, <laughs> welcome to our podcast and thank you for taking the time to sit down with us. And I brought you both in because I think you're two really awesome people, very much in the know and have done some great things that I'll let you guys both talk about what you do. Where are we? What do we do? And where do we go from here? So with that said, I'd love for you guys to introduce yourselves a little bit. Tamsin is pointing at me, so I'm going to go first. I'm Sonali Figueres, the founder of Green Queen, an eco warehouse. I'm really excited to be talking about this topic because... Um, it's funny, Green Queen's been around for a, a while now, and we've actually had articles about zero waste and reuse, reusables and things like that for, for quite a few years. But only in the last eight months has there been such an interest from the public in terms of those, those types of content pieces doing super well and people coming to Green Queen and searching for solutions. So there's clearly been a huge shift with... Um, Hong Kongers wanting to do their bit. I also think there's a lot of terms around this, so people sometimes get confused. People sometimes say to me, well, zero waste, I mean, I, that's it's daunting. How can I just, that sounds too much. I can't be completely zero waste. And let's be honest, none of us are completely zero waste. But I think it's a great umbrella term for the movement. And there's, there's, a, lot to, there's a lot to learn. And there's a lot of little steps that you can do. Um, so I'm Tamsin Thornborough, the founder of Live Zero, and Live Zero is, um, I would say, Hong Kong's first zero waste store, which means that you can come to the store and leave with nothing but exactly what you wanted, no packaging, no waste, um, because I found that a lot of my shopping when I cook at home is just from the packaging. It's, um, I, think, I think, two things is packaging and then food waste. Um, so we allow people to come, buy their zero waste essentials, say like a water bottle, a toothbrush, um, that stainless steel razor, coffee cup, um, and also bring in their jars, their containers, and fill up with what they want. 
um, and not be told by the supermarket of, you know, you have to buy 500 grams of quinoa, you have to buy a kilo of rice, you can buy 100 grams, you can buy as little or as much as you need. Um, so we really wanted to um, give people an option because um, I find that in supermarkets you don't have that option, you have no choice. Um, and then it's just about education. I, I think in the past um, year, it's just, we've, yeah, we've done a lot of education, people just don't know. Um, yeah. And it's not anyone's fault, it's just, you know, you can start anywhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we started about a year ago with a pop-up location, and then about eight, seven months ago, we opened uh, the first bulk food store in Saingpun. And then Monday, two days ago, <laughs> that's why I might be a bit tired, um, we opened the second location in St. Cole. Yeah. And congratulations on that. That is an awesome, um, awesome achievement. I don't think I've ever met um, an entrepreneur that has as much of a passion for finding the exact products that her customers want as much as Tansen. I'm excited to see where our chat goes because I think there is a lot that we can talk about. Um, but I do have some general knowledge questions for you guys. Any idea on how many plastic bottles we throw away in Hong Kong a day? I think it's about 5 million. 4 million? Yeah, exactly. It's like 5.5 million bottles a day. That's right. The number's just gone yeah. up. Yeah, it's when, gone up. When I, yep. Yeah. It um, was around, yeah. It's, it's bad. Ridiculous. And about 95% of that goes straight to landfill. Um, but any ideas on how many years it would take to decompose a single plastic bottle? 500? Yeah, three, three to five hundred. So you guys actually, it is 70 years to completely decompose, but you decompose into microplastics, which then just stick around for about 500 years. Right. But so, it also, yeah. that's a complicated question because yeah, it really absolutely. depends in the landfill yeah. what Where the conditions are. are. Exactly. The point ball is ball it's going nowhere good. Yeah. It's exactly. going back into our food, our food our and lunch, suddenly our salt soil. has plastic in it, our, our water has plastic yeah. in it, our seafood has plastic in yeah. it. The percentage of, of seafood that contains microplastics is 25% across the world. In Hong Kong, it was recently tested, it's around, it's above 50%. So my, my real goal is to make the seafood with plastic a, a public health crisis, yeah. because I truly believe that when it comes to health, people are willing to act in a much more um, urgent way yeah. than when it comes to the environment. How many stories deep is Hong Kong's biggest landfill? Is it 28? Guys, it's 80 stories deep. That's about as tall as the IFC. I think, yeah, Hong Kong just wants to make more and more and more spaces to put the gunk in. Yeah. They don't want to fix the yeah. gunk issue. Here's another fun fact. The, the, the trucks that pick up your rubbish are not the same trucks that pick up the recycling. So you need two different systems because two different government departments run, run the, the waste versus the environmental department. So... Think about the inefficiency there. Yeah. So two different trucks have to come to your building, if your building has a system, yeah. and pick up if. right the waste, and then a separate truck has to come. So I mean, just carbon footprint, just like Everything. efficiency. Yeah. Obviously, it would make a lot more sense to you know retrofit the trucks and have systems in place. Yeah. But there needs to be an incentive. Yeah. Again, you guys clearly you can hear it are very passionate about the subject. Love to hear what spurred you on. Um, I would say back in 2015 when I started my first business, Thornborough. Um, it's a homeowner lifestyle store, and I'm always you know on the lookout for the next new thing, the next big thing. Um, and I stumbled. I used to always bring like a water bottle to work, and it would always leak. You know, it was condensate, my papers, my laptop, whatnot. I just 
you know, just get so frustrating. Um, so I actually went and researched water bottles and I found a really good company, Swell. Um, so in 2015, we brought them in. And then I think by, um, by like having a water bottle and bringing it in every day, because before that I would, I would go and buy plastic water bottles. Mm. I, you know, I wouldn't have water at work or whatnot. Um, so I bring in every day and I think once you start doing one thing, you think about the other things. So then it was just like lunchbox. And then I think in about a year later, 2016, we brought in the bigger wraps, we brought in the stainless steel straws and it kind of opened my eyes up to what was there. Um, because for me as a business, I found that a lot of our waste was from packaging. So really finding more um, eco-conscious brands who were really, um, really wanted to do something because it is a lot harder to, I would say, be an eco-friendly brand because you have to do a lot more, um, lot more different items. Um, so yeah, I started, I guess then, and then it kind of just rolled on. Um, and then about two years after that, we opened a pop-up space in PMQ, which was originally gonna just be a Thorn and Borough pop-up, but it kind of transitioned into a new business. So we had to rebrand and think of something else because it was very different from my first concept. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how Live Zero came about. Uh, I never would have thought we would have done food or anything. And I think I think it's just like a snowball effect. And once yeah. you open your eyes and it just goes and it's like, okay, what's the next thing? The next thing is food. Mm -hmm. We learn things every day from our customers, yeah. um, suppliers and everything. It's, yeah, it's a journey. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so my journey is a little different because I have a more kind of holistic story. Um, I came into the health and wellness and eco world from a from a point of view of uh, chemicals and toxins. So I had a lot of health issues that led me to question what I was eating and what products I was using. I, I wanted to go the most non-toxic way possible. But at the time, there was so little on offer that also meant buying less and having less because I had fewer choices. And obviously, the more research I did into plastics, the less I wanted to be around them. And to be honest, I kind of inherited this from my mom, who's a little bit of a interior decor snob. I've never really liked plastic. So I've never bought a lot of plastic containers and I would always want to have straw or wood. And I was always more attracted to natural fibers. I don't know, maybe it's the Indian in me. I have no <laughs> idea, but it certainly was always a guiding principle. So I was never somebody that was consuming a lot of plastic. And the less I had, the happier I felt and the lighter I felt. And I'm, I'm a bit of a neat freak. My husband's kind of a germaphobe. So together, you know, we're just really just minimalist. Yeah. We are all kind of conditioned by our um, capitalist culture to consume a lot. Mm -hmm. And once you really make that, um, you split from that relationship of consuming, you want less and less. And you become more and more minimalist and you start to enjoy things like experiences. And I love cooking and I love food. So it was easy to, to go deep into those things and, and travel and, and, and reading and things that don't require stuff. And then the more I learned about recycling problems and waste management, the more I sort of incorporated the other stuff. So things like metal straws. But I do have a question for you guys, um, which is how do you convince people who maybe aren't as bothered. A lot of my friends too, it's been very hard to bring people around to it. And you know, I think people get fear of being judged mm -hmm. or people don't know it's an education problem, but like how do you, have you ever had an experience where you've had to like bring someone around to this new like way of thinking? I tend to not be a converter. 
Um, I don't know if I just hide behind the fact that I have Green Queen, yeah. and so I feel like I, I use that platform as a way to put out inspiring, informative information that helps people live a more eco, a more healthy, a, a lighter, happier life. But I have never felt that uh, going at it from an aggressive point of view and trying to convince someone yeah. just with my words, yeah. I've never felt like that was the best course of action from my point yeah. of view. I've always felt like being an example or, or having things like having reusables on you yeah. and then people wonder why. Yeah. Or people come to eat at my house and everything's you know plastic free. Maybe they think about it, they ask me questions. You should expose people to ideas. I, I know someone who you know started going to work with a reusable coffee cup and eventually the boss said, why do you bring a reusable coffee cup? And he said, well, because you know it's a waste to bring, to, to use the takeaway cups. And so the boss said, that's a great idea. So then the boss got a reusable coffee cup. And then he told the team, I'm not buying you guys Starbucks anymore if you don't have a reusable coffee cup. Now you have seven people using the reusable coffee cup. So you've had seven changes from one guy just showing up with a reusable coffee cup. Um, for me, I mean, personally, it's all about money. Um, I am very thrifty because I don't, I, I can't spend the money. Mm. I can spend the money on like my dogs, but not <laughs> myself um, and not my home. Um, so everything pretty much is thrifted or taken from the dump or whatnot. And there's so much stuff you can't get. And then with the whole zero waste um, products, people always go, oh, but why do I need another product? You don't. If you already have a coffee cup, you don't need another one. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Yeah, I was, I was going to actually touch upon this later too, but let's, let's chat about it now. I've, it's something I've heard a lot from people is that sustainability is a luxury. It can 
feel expensive and it can feel like quite an investment. But I think you've just spoken to the point that that's an investment that pays off. Same as like the food for me, like I personally, I never before we opened that shop, stop, I would never buy organic item yeah. because for me it was just too expensive yeah. and I didn't want that like volume and stuff. So I love, um, I know people love the idea that our store it's like plastic free, but for me it's buying what you need, yes. not what, you know, yeah. not what, yeah, yeah, you have to buy. Um, and as someone, I think, younger, you live in a smaller place with a very small kitchen, you don't have the space. I think the idea that sustainability is a luxury require is because you, you, you require a bit of a mind shift if you're going to go down this route in a bigger way than just avoiding straws, for example, or getting a reusable cup. Mm-hmm. If you are going to take steps in your life to um, really rid yourself, rid your, your home of plastic and, and really switch to from single-use items to reusables, yes, there will be somewhat of an investment. But I mean, let's take a step back. I mean, don't throw out all your plastic razors if you have, you know, a six month supply. No one is saying, you know, that's missing the point. Just use them. And once you're done, think every time it's time to buy something new, think about what object you're going to choose and what's the life cycle of that object. And I think if you approach it that way, rather than, ooh, I'm going to go to Live Zero and, and buy, you know, 20 new things, I don't think that's necessary. But also, you know, I, I do want to call out what, what Tamsin is doing because, there, you know, millennials have really changed the way people run the world. Um, we're the largest generation in the world. There's over 2 billion of us. And what's really interesting about our generation and the Generation Z that's coming after us is that we buy, the, the, the reasons we buy things have a lot more to do with uh, values compared to our parents and generations before us. And you're going to see a lot more entrepreneurs like Tamsin, who are essentially, if you think about it, she's an activist entrepreneur. Her store is a little piece of activism. A, a, a lot of people doing a little something it goes a long way. So um, what, would you, what would you say is like a step that someone can take? To any of our listeners who are listening right now, like, you know, they're all like, damn, I need to cut down on my plastic usage. Or, hey, maybe I want to try going vegan for a bit. Like, what would you suggest as a good, like, entry level? And where can you get educated? When you, where can you educate yourself on it? I think for me, especially if you're talking about home, I think before, I would say I had a definitely a lot more food waste. And that's because, um, you know, I just cooked too much, had too many leftovers, whatnot. Um, and I think meal prepping really helps. So every time I cook, I'll make, um, well, I'll make for four. My boyfriend eats like two, two portions. <laughs> and then I'll have an extra one or two portions, which I freeze or have for lunch the next day. So I'll have the same thing for dinner, same thing for lunch. And I think for me, bringing lunch to work is amazing. I, I don't have to think about, oh, what do I have for lunch now? Where do I go? That is honestly such a struggle. It saves so much time. I would say it depends what your lifestyle is because where can you have the most impact? So for example, let's say that you're a shopping junkie, which a lot of us could be not not me, but but most of my friends. Am. Oh my gosh, I okay. try to rid myself of fast fashion. Okay, hooks so me. if you love shopping for clothes, my tip: buy secondhand. We have so much going on now in this city. There are so many great places to buy secondhand, and you can get the best deals on fabulous stuff. So that's a big one, right? Yeah. Because that's a big waste generator. Yeah. Okay, if you're a beauty queen, 
okay, then why not switch to plastic-free beauty products, right? And usually the plastic-free ones are also toxin-free. They're more natural. They're fresher. They work. It's not, it's not like 10 years ago where you could not find a natural deodorant that works. Yeah. We now have deodorant sticks and paper packaging yeah. that are made locally yeah. for, for goodness sakes. I've actually got one of those. We have shampoo bars. We have shaving bars. You know, there's so much going. You can go to the bulk store and just use, you know, natural oils. You can have fun. There's so many workshops to make your own beauty products, which is fun if you're a beauty junkie. So I think if, if, if you spend a lot of money on cosmetics and you're at Watson's all the time, that's, that's where I would put my energy. Now, if if you're somebody that is eating a lot of takeaway food, I would, that's where I would say, okay, focus on packaging. We have, now we have food delivery meal plans where they have zero waste solutions. So they deliver the food in reusable containers and then they'll switch out the containers every time they, they deliver. So there is that option now. There's at least two companies that are doing that. That's huge. Um, maybe try and not always order Deliveroo and maybe walk that one block <laughs> to, you know, your chicken place and bring your own container. Because, yeah. um, look, if you're never, if, if you're not a cook, a home cook, I'm not going to tell you, okay, starting tomorrow, you need to be a home cook, right? Because yeah. that's not helpful for you. Yeah. Let's talk about what your life is yeah. like. And what you actually can do. Yeah, and what makes sense for you. So if you get takeaway at lunch every day, fine. You don't want to bring your own lunch in, bring your own lunchbox. That's not difficult to do. So I'm a shameless plug, but we have an article where yes, we've got all of our coffee yeah. shops that give you discounts um, for different for your coffee cups. So definitely that was like one step that I think, you know, again, for me, it was like a very small step, but I like to think that at least it's making some kind of difference. In right, but it, it yeah. doesn't have to be your yeah. independent, expensive, you know, artisanal coffee yeah. shop. I mean, it, if you are of the Starbucks or the Pacific Coffee Proclivity, yeah. uh, they give you three and four dollars off. Yeah, uh, my Pacific Coffee was—it's great. I mean, it negates the cost of my oat milk. I'm just gonna exactly. throw that out there, like you know, that's that's what it does, and it's really awesome. I love it, um, and it makes me feel like I'm at least trying, and it's it has sparked up a conversation with with lots of people. So it's really cool. I want to ask you guys, what do you, what um, reusable things do you keep in your bag? Um, so yeah, water bottle and my lunchbox. Um, even if I don't bring lunch, I just bring it empty one. Yeah. Um, lunchbox and coffee cup. Yeah. Usually the, the iced coffee cup yeah. with the straw. Um, and I, I just want to get you know, closing thoughts on where you think like Hong Kong is now, where it's heading. Um, I think it's pretty positive, actually. I think Hong Kong's amazing and Hong Kong's changing fast. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's because the people, the people want it. No, I don't think we could have opened a, a second store in seven months if people didn't want it. I mean, all of our customers, it's, it's really bizarre to, to have a business and people come in and they thank you for opening business. Kids actually do it themselves. They know how to do it. They know how it works. Yeah, I mean, how many times have I been in the shop also and, and seen people come in with their friend and one friend is sort of introducing another friend yeah. to the whole concept? That is a whole new level of... of of how people are consuming and how proud people are to be part of the movement and, and, and the buying of your food at Live Zero is being, is associating yourself with a movement. So in that sense, the, there is such a positive wave of behavioral and social change happening. That being said, the structural issues remain a huge problem. We are not gonna get there fully until we do have some kind of of, of government or structural support in the city to deal with recycling, waste. Um, uh, you know, I, I do believe that businesses are responsible for the waste that they produce. 
right now, Hong Kong lets businesses get away with what, you know, there's no incentive to dispose of your waste responsibly as a business. That really needs to change. I think that we keep talking at the consumer level, but the business level is uh, is a big part of the problem. And then obviously governmentally. The good news is it does seem that the fact that you even wanted to have an episode about this, right? The fact that every day in big, big media publications and local ones all over the world, there are headlines about this issue. We just have to keep up the momentum. Let this not be a this, fad. Let, let this not be a fad, exactly. Like, I hope this is not a passing trend. And, and it makes me so happy to see the search data on the site that yeah. people want more information about recycling and living a plastic-free life. But we've got to keep it up. That's a solid, solid note for us to wrap things up on. Um, if we need to find you on the internet, guys, where can we find you? Um, social media, Facebook, um, and our website is just limzero.hk. Yep, socialmediagreenqueen.com.hk. We're, we're at your service, yeah. whatever you need. Um, and both of you guys are such amazing guests to have on this uh, topic, and I'm really glad that we so got to sit down. Fun. Thank you for giving us your time, but we are not done yet. We love <laughs> Yay, we love you guys. Yeah. To end, I have a fun game. I would like to know your one-line definition of the word sassy. Cheeky. Oh, thrifty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm gonna cheeky and thrifty. Let's do it. Um, I'm gonna give you a couple of things, and you're gonna tell me if they are sassy or not sassy. Number one, menstrual cups. Sassy. Sassy. Agreed. I'm like also. It's definitely on my list to try. I I need to just commit to that. Uh, number two, DIY makeup. Sassy. Sassy. Hashtag no poo. Sassy. Sassy. <laughs> Natural deodorants. Definitely sassy. Okay, you should definitely be trying. They both now have paper packaging in sticks mm -hmm. because unfortunately not everyone likes the pots, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But basically you've got zero yet 100 yeah. and you've got coconut matter that um. are both making locally made, clean, natural, non-toxic deodorants yeah. in, re in reusable or recyclable paper packaging. Awesome. And finally, my favorite, the Keep Cup or other reusable plastic option. Definitely sassy. <laughs> I feel like that's a Tamsin one. She is definitely the Keep Cup ambassador. I have a, a Keep Cup for my chocolate, like hot chocolate, iced chocolate. And that's oh, it. that's amazing. <laughs> it's such a great idea to go to give these things as gifts. Yes. yes. Can we just think yes. about that? That is a good one. Everyone's always buying gifts here. Why not buy people reusable gifts? It's indirect activism. It's <laughs> gift activism, okay? Start the movement. Start the movement. I love it. All right, thank you so much, you guys. That was thank awesome. You. So that's all for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed yourself and learned something new from our guests. If you want to dive deeper into today's topic, we've got all the information you need, as well as some extra reading, in the show notes as well as on our website. If you've liked what you've heard, be sure to subscribe, review, and share our podcast with your friends, your family, your next-door neighbors, strangers on the street. Hey, it could be the best conversation starter. You can find us anywhere on social media at Sassy Hong Kong if you want to connect with our team some more. We couldn't have made this podcast without the help of some amazing people, so a big thank you to our producer, Susie, and the team at Create Productions. Without our guests, we literally wouldn't have anything to talk about. So as always, show them some love and follow them on the internets. And finally, the biggest thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us along the way. This has been Sassy Speaks. Sarmai, out. <laughs>